Hello and welcome to Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the five best and five worst Christmas foods, especially for women around menopause. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. Christmas is a time that can often feel like an absolute minefield if you're looking to stay fit and healthy. There are Christmas parties, the shops are packed full of festive food months before, and there's constant social events with friends and family which usually revolve around unhealthy food, drink and snacks. It can be pretty overwhelming and it can lead to people just saying sod it, you know, what's the point of even trying when things are this difficult? And then just giving in and eating and drinking loads of unhealthy foods, not not only just at Christmas but all winter, and then starting again in January. And the problem with this is most people then find themselves in the situation where they are bursting out of their clothes, they are half a stone, a stone even more weight heavier than they were previously, they're feeling exhausted by repeating the same cycle every year, so mentally their motivation to actually get started in in January is lower than ever, they're finding it more and more difficult to lose weight since getting older as well, so it's like fighting an uphill battle, and then ultimately they end up not managing to lose that excess weight successfully, and that can be really demoralizing because then people are in this situation where every year they're just gaining more and more and more weight and they're feeling worse and worse. The good news though is it doesn't have to be that way. So the majority of our clients who are all women in their 40s and their 50s around menopause, they avoid gaining any weight over the Christmas period or they might only gain a pound or two but then they easily manage to lose that again in the first week of January and just get straight back into their previous healthy routine. So in today's podcast, we're going to reveal exactly how our clients are able to do that by going through the best and worst Christmas foods, as well as the mindset that you need to consistently make the right choices with those foods, um, meaning then you can achieve your fitness goals. Yeah, so before we reveal the foods themselves, we need to cover the mindset because in our experience, most people see kind of November and December as like this month long or two month long supermarket sweep, both kind of literally and metaphorically. So the first thing I'd recommend mindset-wise is to understand what the big supermarket companies are trying to do to you. They are not trying to help you to be fit and healthy. They are trying to make the most profit possible at a time of year where it's easiest to make the most profit. So they'll make you feel like with these ads where they make it look like, you know, all warm and comforting with these foods and they show these families having the best time and all happy and smiling, surrounded by all of their products. And they'll make you feel like that you're not a good person and that you're missing out if you don't have your house full of these things all the time between now and the new year. And the problem is you're fighting against million pounds, millions and millions, if not billions of pounds in terms of their marketing budgets. And they want to make you feel, unfortunately, a lot of marketing is like this. They want to make you feel like you're not a good person, not a good mom or not a good friend or not a good family member if you don't buy this stuff and if you don't put on this massive show every single Christmas. And they make billions every winter off conning people, ultimately, or maybe we don't use the word conning, but like convincing people that this is the way they should act. That's really what marketing is. So they make a good Christmas look like it's about buying food and drink and all these things, when really, I don't know about you listening, but for me, 
the highlights of Christmas are kind of spending quality time with the family. Obviously, there's always a few family members who maybe you don't want to see so much of, but it's about the people and the experiences. And overindulging doesn't actually add to that, but that's what the supermarkets want you to believe. So what people then tend to do as a result of all this marketing is to start buying Christmas food one to two months early. Like today, it's the 26th of October when we're recording this. It's probably a bit later when you're listening to this. But it's two months until Christmas for now. And even when you listen to this, it's one and a half months. It's a long time. And what happens is people then will tell themselves, you know, I'm buying this for other people. I'm buying it for the party I'm having. But they end up massively overbuying and they end up surrounded by mince pies, chocolate, snacks, alcohol, stolen, panettone, all of these delicious things. But they've got it around them and they're eating them every day for one to two months. And that's going to cause in load of weight gain, it's going to really mess up your menopause symptoms as well. If you're experiencing menopause symptoms, it's going to make you feel really, really terrible, not just in the new year when it kind of hits you that you've gained half a stone or a stone, but also throughout that period, if you're, especially if you're menopausal. So that's the kind of literal thing. You need to change when you're buying that Christmas food. And then secondly, metaphorically, a lot of people kind of get into this Christmas mindset a bit of a supermarket sweep Christmas mindset of like, oh, sod it, it's Christmas. I'll, you know, I'll start again in January, one won't hurt. And they end up gaining a load, a load of weight because of this. And they end up spending the first three, six months of the new year on a diet just to undo all the mindless eating and drinking in December and probably November for a lot of people as well. So it's months and months and months of hard work in the new year just because of this um, period at the end of the year. And it's much harder to lose the weight around menopause anyway, so you really want to avoid this if you want to be able to feel your best um, around menopause. So I don't want you to do that. I'm sure you don't either. So Ben, what do you suggest people do instead um, at this time when we're surrounded by all this Christmas food, all this marketing that's trying to make us buy more and more and more? What do you think people should do? So the first thing to do is just would just be coming down to your your weekly shopping. So when you're actually at the supermarket or wherever you do your shopping and you're looking to purchase the food for a week, what we'd recommend is just to do a normal normal shop. So literally and metaphorically, just don't do anything outside of the the ordinary. So literally, um, just save the Christmas food until Christmas, because you know if, if you buy your Christmas food around the Christmas period, which is from, you know, let's say Christmas Eve until like the 27th of December, something like that. Not a, not a huge period of time. Um, the reality is before that time in the lead up to it, so now we're in October, there's already loads of Christmas food around, November, December, all through those months, you will get plenty of Christmas food outside your home, whether that's people at work bringing in you know mince pies and christmas treats whether you go around to friends and family's house and they've they've already got all of these foods they're offering you mince pies and stolen panettone all of these other things bits of chocolate so if you just don't buy any of the christmas food for yourself you will still you're not going to miss out essentially the second thing is if you're having an event or a party let's say you have two or three of these events in the run-up to christmas for each one of those just buy enough for that particular thing so you don't need to kind of overstock yourself with like 50 mince pies or whatever just buy like the amount that you think the people that are coming to your party or your event are going to have and then with the rest of it you can then be generous so rather than being greedy with it you can be generous with it and just give it away so you can give it away to food banks you can allow your guests to take things home with them or and some people might might think you know oh, this is a terrible thing to do but you can just just bin that excess food ultimately if you, unless you give that food away to like 
a food bank or you give it to somebody else to be able to have who needs it maybe more than you it doesn't make any difference whether you put it inside your body it's it's gone it's still not available for anybody else to have or enjoy or whether you put it in the bin in your house it's still gone it's still not available for anybody else to have or enjoy so it's it's absolutely exactly the same thing and people have this thing where they think well you know you can't throw food in the bin i think that makes sense if there's an alternative like you can give it to someone else who's more in need aka you can give that stuff to a food bank but unless you're giving it to a food bank you've got to really just consider you know do i need to have this food or does it align with my goals and what i'm trying to achieve or is it better to just put it in the bin and a good thing a good phrase to keep in mind is just to remember that you're not a dustbin basically so if you're sometimes i find you find yourself kind of you know of oh, you know well i best i may as well finish this packet off so that i can then finish this packet of mince pies or whatever so I can then bin the packet but you wouldn't you'd think somehow you wouldn't want to just bin the packet with the two last mince pies in you think when I've eaten those two mince pies then I can bin the packet but you've got to remember that you're you're putting stuff into your body is not you're not the dustbin so if you need to put food in the bin it's absolutely fine it's 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 going to help you in terms of your health it's going to help you in terms of the way you feel it's a it's a positive overall so it's a bit of a weird mindset shift i don't know where that kind of that mindset comes from but i think most people kind of feel that way i don't know what you think rob i think it's post-war parents this is what a lot of our clients will say you know obviously food was in very short supply around the war i remember my dad saying growing up he's 70 now he said he used to share an egg in the morning one egg shared in half with um his his siblings or his cousins when they were having breakfast post-war and so then they've projected that onto the next generation of you know waste not want not you know there's children starving in Africa all of those phrases and I think it's getting less and less like I think I don't know about you Ben I definitely heard a bit of that but not as much as I think our clients got so it's kind of deeply ingrained and I think for me anyway if you understand where it's come from and start to spot it and go oh there's that thought coming in again. I didn't choose that. That was projected on me. And it's just not true anymore. Like we've got such an excess of food and drink now. 66% of the adult population is overweight or obese in the UK. So we have a completely different problem, which is people ill, unhealthy, feeling terrible in themselves. And putting it in the bin is actually a much better outcome now for the overall population, for people's families, you know, for everything, for people themselves than, than it was back then. So I think it's just realizing that's a dated mindset and we don't need that anymore. That's my take on it. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. Um, and then the other thing people can do is it's just about kind of just shifting the way that you think a little bit. So rather than having like a mince pie or biscuits or chocolate, whatever it is every day, um, eat normally as much as you can. So most of the time, just have normal foods. And then when you come to Christmas and you come to that period of time, whenever it is, you know, when you've like actually finished work and it's actually Christmas time, then you'll actually really, really enjoy it. You'll still be able to enjoy the Christmas period, but then you won't, you know, the amount of weight you can gain between the 24th of December and the 27th of December might be a few pounds, but it's not going to be too much. But the amount of weight you can gain between today the 28th of october and the 27th of december so that's two full months is a huge amount you could gain absolutely loads of weight during that time period and we're not saying like uh, we don't want to be really negative and say don't enjoy christmas just wait until it's actually christmas so a really good you know good thing is whenever you break up for work for christmas or christmas eve at that point then allow yourself to have that freedom. And we always do recommend that our clients do take Christmas Day and boxing off completely, as in they don't 
worry about their nutrition. They didn't worry about any aspect of the program or staying healthy or anything during that time. So that during Christmas, it's all about just spending time with their family, having all the things they want, completely guilt-free. But then because it's only been a short period of time, it's easy for them to get back on the wagon after those couple of days and um, and just get back to achieving all their goals. However, it can still be helpful to know how to navigate the festive period when we're surrounded by all that unhealthy food and drink for months at a time. Yeah, definitely. And just before we get into the food, like I just want to cover the fundamentals of nutrition for women over 40 and around menopause to see good results. So it's very quick and easy to understand. Um, really, we call this hormonally balanced eating, the, the approach we use with our private coaching clients. And they're able to use lose between one or two stone or one or two dress sizes in 12 weeks. So it really works well, even if they're menopausal. The, the key things they need to stick to are what we call the key three. So not too many calories, not too few either, but that's not really a problem over Christmas. So not too many calories. Uh, and that's a, that's an average over a longer period of time, not just on one day and then you're know, blowing out the weekend. It is about between now and January, not too many calories. Uh, it's probably more than you think, but it's not as low as you think you need to go eat. It's, it's, it's like this fine balance and it needs to be right for you. The second thing is getting enough protein. Most people are about getting about half as much as they need to see good results and feel good and avoid cravings. Getting enough fiber, um, this is typically from fruit and veg. Again, this can kind of slip as we eat more mince pies and drink more wine and stolen and chocolate. And then we think, oh, I've eaten too much of that. So I'm not going to eat a proper meal. And then we end up cutting back on fiber, which is going to affect our gut health. It's going to affect our cravings and it's going to affect your results. Again, lead to more weight gain ultimately. Um, so those are the key three, calories, protein, and fiber. You need to still make sure you're getting the right amounts of those. And then we also recommend not getting too many of the WADS foods. So that is wheat, alcohol, dairy and sugar and these are the most problematic foods for women around menopause so ideally you want to be eating in a way most of the time not all the time where you're kind of avoiding those things so we're going to then pick out some individual foods that we think are the biggest culprits for people who gain half a stone a stone around christmas and then what you can do instead so ben what's kind of the first in your mind of the worst foods around christmas so the, the number one especially in the UK. I'm not actually sure if outside of the UK people uh, people have these. I don't know, is this just an English thing, but mince, mince pies. Um, so good, just as an example, a Sainsbury's short crust mince pie is 285 calories and it's also 16 grams of sugar. So it's more than half the recommended daily allowance of sugar. If you, when you have that as a woman around menopause, that's going to send your menopause symptoms through the roof. So things like hot flushes, brain fog, joint aches and pains, low energy, and a whole host of other menopause symptoms. It's going to make all those things a lot worse. It will also increase your cravings for more sugar as well, um, basically because when you eat sugar, it spikes your blood sugar levels. Then those blood sugar levels crash back down and then your body craves that sugar to spike that level back up again. You end up on this roller coaster of sugar going up and down, energy going up and down. And if you were to have one mince pie every day, just one between now and the new year, so that's 67 days um, is it 67 days till Christmas or 67 days till the new year? But That's still January. Still January, yeah. But th that will add up to 19,095 calories. So almost 20,000 additional calories extra just from one mince pie a day. So let's say that, you know, that mince pie was taking you to your like maintenance amount of calories. Um, if you could cut that out, you're going to lose six pounds of body fat. 
However, most people, I think, are going to be already eating the amount to at least maintain their weight. If not, that's, you know, a lot of the people we talk to, their weight's sort of slightly creeping up already month by month. Adding that mince pie on top between now and the new year is going to lead to six pounds of fat gain. So that's half a stone of fat gain just from the mince pies. And the reality is like, Rob, Rob's about to go through now, Rob, you're about to go through a few other foods. It's likely that if you're having a mince pie every day, you're also going to be having a few other unhealthy things. So that's six pounds of fat gain just from the mince pie. So imagine if you add in a few other unhealthy treats during the same time period, then you can easily be a stone heavier by Christmas or by the new year. So mince pies will be the number one kind of thing you've got to really watch out for. I'm not saying don't enjoy it, but you know, you've got to be really aware that that tiny little mince pie is almost 300 calories, which is a huge amount. So Rob, what's the next uh, The next one? So the next one, I'm going to touch on a second, but on mince pies, like, I, I just wanted to say, like I I do really enjoy a mince pie, but I will, we were talking about this before, I will never buy mince pies because I always get them when I go to my parents anyway. And I know they buy some nicer ones. And I always get one when I go to watch my wife, Lucy, in her Christmas band concert. She plays flute in like a wind band. I know her parents sell me mince pies. So I know I don't need to bring any into my own house because that's already going to be like three, maybe a few more. Uh, there's already quite a few mince pies coming from elsewhere. So I just don't need to buy them myself. So we're not saying never have them. Like I will enjoy them and we recommend our clients still um, enjoy these things. But it's having the tactics and the ground rules in place so it doesn't become a one a day thing. Because if it's one a day of each of these things, you're going to gain a couple of stone between now and the new year. And I'm sure no one wants that. So next kind of like culprit on our list, we've got five, is... Um, those kind of mini bites or party tubs, I'm sure those of you listening, at least in the UK again, you've seen these. These are like plastic tubs, um, sort of like an ice cream tub, a cylindrical tub, which contains like a rocky road, flapjack, cornflake cakes, cut up into little squares. And these are really innocuous, a little bit like a, a mince pie, but they're even smaller. So we, I think we can easily get into that mindset of just one won't hurt. But in my experience, I don't know about you listening, like it's never just one. So we're really just lying to ourselves when we say one won't hurt because probably one wouldn't hurt if you had one between now and Christmas or one even a week between now and Christmas, you'd probably be okay. But really they're very Moorish, they're very sugary again. So like one M&S Rocky Road bite is 52 calories, seven grams of sugar. That's quite a lot of sugar for something so low in calories. It's basically all sugar, all rubbish. It's gonna make your menopause symptoms way worse make your cravings go crazy when that thing spikes and drops your blood sugar like you were talking about, Ben. And then you're going to have another one. And if you pick up like four or five throughout the day at work, if they're on the side or at home, I know we always talk about this, Ben, we go and like raid the kitchen cupboards when we're hungry. And if there's stuff like this in them, we're going to eat it. We know we're not a saint, so I don't have them uh, in the house. Again, I'll get them somewhere else. But if you have five throughout the day, that's 260 calories. So it's starting to get pretty significant and 35 grams of sugar. So you like double the mince pie. That's one and a half times the RDA for sugar. Um, it's like drinking a, a, a large full fat Coke. It, you know, it's really, really not good. It's gonna send your energy levels all over the place. Your work is gonna be really difficult. Your hormones are gonna be fluctuating all over the place. You're gonna find it really, really hard to see progress. And if you've added that on top of the mince pie, then it's gonna be even worse. So my next kind of one to watch out for is those mini bites because they look small and they look innocent, but there's never just one, is it? No, definitely not. Um... So the next one to look into then is M&S or Waitrose or or anywhere, but Stollen or Panettone, which you can get, uh, which is, I don't think I've ever purchased a Stollen or Panettone personally, but it's one something I'd have if I go to someone else's house. 
but often they include all of the wads foods that, that rob mentioned earlier you mentioned earlier rob so you know they're made from wheat flour they have alcohol in so they've got usually rum in as well uh, they've got dairy in the butter that they're made with and they've also got sugar so they've got all of those hormone disrupting foods that will disrupt your hormones significantly around menopause so this will leave you feeling tired leave you feeling sluggish bloated more likely to eat more and move less meaning you're then going to gain more weight and i know as well for a lot of people when you, if you feel tired and sluggish and bloated you almost feel like you know haven't got enough energy to get up and go for a walk or haven't got enough energy to cook myself a healthy meal so then you end up eating more unhealthy stuff for some reason to try and cure the fact that you feel tired sluggish and bloated because you don't feel like you're capable of doing anything else and then feel more tired more sluggish more bloated and that's when you end up just kind of sat on the sofa just just eating as much food as you can find essentially so yeah those stolen or panettone that'd be the next thing to christmas food to watch out for yeah definitely i um my mum bought me a stolen or gave me a stolen last christmas in my stocking my mum's a you know i love my mum she's really generous she definitely goes all out on the christmas food um probably the marketing really does get through to her which is kind of upsetting to see like she's buying all this stuff and i don't even want it like i'm like so i ended up throwing i tried the stolen and what we find with our clients as well is like if you're used to eating well and looking after your body and fueling it well this food tastes pretty sickly and look i love food but a stolen was just too much it was like so much it was like buttery rum and i'm sure some people are thinking that's delicious and it probably is if you're in the habit of eating this stuff all the time because your gut is craving it your you know your body's makeup changes if you eat this food all the time and then you crave it more and more and more so you kind of got to cut it out but um i ended up trying it and just thought oh, it feels dreadful after eating that so i actually threw the stolen in the bin just like you're talking about earlier thought i've already cut it open i can't give it to a food bank i don't want to waste you know I think there was 1500 calories in it. I don't want to have to do a load of extra hard work in the new year and feel rubbish. So I just got rid of it. And look, I think again, if you're having one slice over Christmas, it's not the end of the world. It's when it's like you're eating the whole thing over the course of a week. That's that's really not going to turn out good. And then as you said, Ben, you probably end up on the sofa feeling awful and then picking up more stuff. So it could be like tree chocolates. This is my next kind of thing I'm going to pick on. I love a tree chocolate. I don't know about you, Ben. It always feels like Christmas when we've got the tree chocolates. I think as a child, I used to be allowed one a day or something. Did you have a rule like that? I don't think we even had any. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed that, actually, no. with your mum. Yeah, so we, we did get them. Again, as I said, my mum's really generous about these things. But um, it was it, it's, it's kind of, again, a, a one won't hurt thing. And maybe you do just have one a day. But having one of those a day, if you have them every day, or whether it's like a quality street or a box of roses on the side, you're actually having 67 of them between now and the new year. That's not one. So when we tell ourselves one won't hurt, yes, one wouldn't hurt, but that's not one. It's one today and one tomorrow and one the next day and one the next day. And that's 67. And maybe it's a bit more than one. So it might be 100. And funnily enough, you're not going to be able to avoid gaining weight, especially around menopause if you're having 100 of these things. So try and have better ground rules or just don't have them at all. Like Ben, I don't know if you really feel hard done by as an adult who didn't have them as a child. No. Not at all. I wasn't allowed any. I didn't have pudding at nursery as well. All the kids had like cake, and I got like a piece of fruit. Uh, I just, I don't know. Just don't really. Doesn't bother me. I feel it probably helped me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's more the child probably cares less than the parent cares in a lot of these situations, right? So I think it's understanding actually, we don't need to keep trying to please everyone around us all the time, and at some point. I know a lot of the women we work with, they've put themselves last for a long time. At some point, you have to start putting yourself first a little bit more often. 
it's not selfish to do that so you feel good and set a good example to everyone and then the last one i'm going to pick on is is it's wine and baileys and 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 all these sort of christmasy alcohol again there's those adverts on tv they all start coming out now right it's all those perfume adverts and then it's all the like the alcohol the baileys being poured out slowly and it looks so rich and and i don't even i don't mind baileys but i start watching it and being like oh i'd like a baileys and it can seem really comforting they make it really look look comforting when it's cold and dark outside but all of these things are loaded with calories alcohol will send your menopause cravings all over the place they'll disrupt your sleep then you'll crave things way more the next day and then you're on this like vicious cycle of craving more and more and more feeling more and more rubbish and drinking more and more alcohol to try and like numb the feelings and if you have one glass of wine a day plus a mince pie each day that's over 500 empty calories and again it's just one of each people may have more 500 empty calories of sugar and alcohol which are going to be more preferentially stored as fat especially around the middle around menopause so you're more likely to get that middle-aged spread and feel like you're bursting out your trousers or your clothes by christmas and that is enough just one glass of wine and one mince pie a day to gain over 10 pounds if we use the fat fat loss fat gain equation of three and a half calories per pound of fat loss or gain it's enough to gain over 10 pounds almost a stone between now and january just from two little extras bro i've thought of uh, i've thought of one extra thing as well oh yeah uh, that we haven't quite put in there mold wine as well i do like another one wine. to watch out because <laughs> that that's like the probably the most christmasy one but then mm. if you ever made mold mold wine it's just wine and then you, you put loads of sugar in it like it, you have to put loads in to make it taste right so yeah another one to watch out for as you said any of those christmasy drinks but i mean again we're not saying don't have these things because it is nice to have a mulled wine every so often yeah i don't think make it miserable like we're going to tell you what what you can do but um for me with the mulled wine again i just don't have it in the house like maybe if we had a party i could make it um but I wouldn't have it as a regular thing and I would just save that for if I'm going to like a Christmas market have one at the Christmas market and that is a healthy balance and yes there's loads of sugar and it probably won't make me feel my best but like it's Christmassy and I, we want people to enjoy things but it's it's realizing what one looks like I think for a lot of people they're saying one but actually it's it's almost daily or you know every weekend and then that that's a lot so look I don't want everyone to make this miserable though this isn't about miserable i really enjoy christmas i want people to have a great christmas and feel amazing in themselves so ben what can people do um to to kind of hit that balance around christmas so yeah so we're not saying never have these things or kind of ban them completely um as that's all unhealthy too and it leads to feeling kind of over restricted and then binging the key thing i think is it's not bringing them into your own house um because you will get plenty elsewhere so you know the if you take two people and one person, you know, two people that socialize together and when these people socialize, they both kind of have indulge a little bit at Christmas and they have unhealthy things at the Christmas parties and social events and going out to the Christmas market and those types of things. And then they go away and do their own thing. And if one person then goes back home and they just eat normal food and they just eat, go back to their normal healthy routine and the other person goes back home, but they kind of think, oh, well, you know, I saw that person eating unhealthy stuff so i'll just then they continue eating the kind of unhealthy stuff in their own time in their own house then the person who just does it occasionally is probably going to avoid gaining any weight they're going to avoid any of the negative impacts of it but they're still enjoying being able to socialize being able to kind of uh indulge in a few extravagant things during those social events they're just not doing it kind of at their at their house so it's kind of just about realizing that you can well 
it's it's about a time and a place. So when it is a special occasion, then allow yourself to indulge and allow yourself to enjoy food and drink. But if it's just a you know Tuesday or Thursday afternoon, you don't necessarily need to go and make yourself a mince pie and a Bailey's hot chocolate and uh, then have a slice of panettone later with some mulled wine. You don't necessarily need that just on your average average day. Just save that for the special events. So the other thing is as well, just to kind of just realize that you've got to start putting yourself first. So rather than trying to please everyone else, making sure that you you know you've got all these unhealthy foods in the house and things that you th- that you think other people might like or other people might enjoy, or or kind of giving into peer pressure as well, and just kind of going along with things because other people are. You've got to think what's right for you and right for your goals. So if if you do have goals, if you do have aspirations to try and lose some weight or tone up or or just be fitter or be healthier or feel better or reduce menopause symptoms, you've you've just got to put yourself first and realize that. The choices that you make with your nutrition, with your exercise, with what you t- what you choose to drink, are going to affect all of those things. And also, I think it's key to make sure that you've got enough joy coming from other things rather than food or drink. So, you know, spending time with loved ones, spending quality time with loved ones, watching Christmas films, enjoying socialising for the social part, and seeing those friends and family that you haven't seen for a while, even eg- exercising regularly as well. Um, and a lot of our clients find that once they get into that regular routine with exercise and regular routine with healthy eating, they really start to enjoy it and they don't want to kind of mess up their hard work over Christmas. So, and I think it's key when it's the 26th of uh, October at the moment, on the 29th, the clocks are going to change. So then it's dark by like, you know, 4.45 or some ridiculously early time in the evening. Um, some people can get kind of down about that, about the fact that it's it's darker, it's colder, it's more kind of wintry. So it's just making sure that you're you're keeping yourself generally feeling happy and feeling positive from all the things you do. Whether that is, as we've said, you know, exercising regularly, spending time with loved ones, spending time doing things you like, you know, taking a hot bath, um, cooking something new and exciting that's healthy, making like a new healthy recipe, doing hobbies that you love taking time to just relax and like read a book on an evening so just make sure you kind of look after yourself and do things that you know make you feel good and make you feel happy and if you can keep your mood in that positive place you're going to be less likely to need the food the the alcohol etc as like a pick-me-up to try and lift up your mood during those winter months and that's yeah that's and we've got an example here from natalie who's one of our clients who managed to basically put all of this put everything we've talked about into action um so rob if you want to go through exactly what happened with natalie and and what results she was able to see by doing all these things that we've been talking about yeah so natalie's from lincolnshire and she achieved some amazing results despite christmas being in the middle of her sort of initial 12 week um program so and this isn't unusual by the way we we strive for all of our clients to not gain weight over the festive period and actually see progress all the way up to December, then maybe maintain it through December if, if, if that's more realistic for some people and then push forward again in January. But they're miles ahead of where they would have been if they were on their own. And Natalie's no exception. So she said before joining Trinity, I was 13 stone two pounds. I was 83.9 kilos and size 16. I was fed up and I had a small selection of clothes that fitted me and I was very self-conscious and not feeling generally good enough. I tried all sorts, Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Lighter Life, Exante, Lisa Riley book, The Bikini Diet. And she said, since doing the program, I've learned I can lose weight and socialize. And it's okay to have a meal that's not 100% as long as I get straight back into it and I go shopping for clothes again now, lol. 
In the last 12 weeks, I've lost 8.9 kilos, almost one and a half stone, and dropped from a size 16 to size 12 to 14. And I'm much happier with what I see in the mirror. I can wear my clothes again, rather than just what fitted me, feel better in general, have more energy, and feel more confident and comfortable. And again, she did that around Christmas. So Ben, where can people go if they want to find out more about what Natalie was doing with us inside our private coaching? So yeah, if you want to find out more about the the exact coaching and program that Natalie followed, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can get all of the details on that page. So that just about wraps up for today's podcast. We're going to have tons more podcasts around Christmas to help you get through it um, feeling amazing and feeling like you're not missing out. But thank you so much for joining us today and we'll catch you next week for another episode. We'll see you there. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.